Hello, and welcome to Teens Talk Sex Ed, a podcast where teens talk real sex ed, share stories of being peer sex educators, and answer the burning questions you don't want to ask your parents. All the podcast hosts are members of Planned Parenthood's Teen Council, a program where high school students learn all about sex education and teach in middle and high school classrooms around the city. Let's talk about sex ed, baby. Yeah. So I'm Natalie. I This is my third year in teen council, and I'm currently a graduating senior, and I am your podcast host today. I'm going to have my other guests introduce themselves, starting with Luba. Hi, I'm Luba. I use she, her pronouns. I am also a graduate, and this is my first year in teen council. Hi, I'm Sophie. I use she, her pronouns. I am a <clears throat> sophomore, and this is my first year in teen council. Woo, okay. Let's get started. So today's lesson is social media. And I think we should start with just kind of a few questions. Um, The first being like, what is social media to you guys? Um, um, (laughs) It's like a way to connect with my friends and see what's going on in their lives, especially in quarantine, because like, I can't hang out with them. So I don't really get to know what's going on in their lives. So I can see what's happening with them on Instagram and feel like I'm learning about their lives and being part of it. Yeah, good point. I feel like, I don't know, social media is like any platform where you can like look at what's going on in other people's lives and kind of see like content from them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a way to connect with people and it definitely has its ups and downs, but mainly (laughs) it's uh, to connect. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys consider texting social media? No, I don't consider texting social media just because, yes, you're being social, but the idea of social media, I think, is it's like an app that you get, like Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, whereas texting is just talking to people. Yeah, I also think that to me, social media is more of a public thing rather than like texting is more of like a private conversation. So. Right. And like, for me, that definitely changes the way I act. Like I text very different than like I post on Instagram. Definitely. (laughs) What social media platforms do you guys use? I mainly use Instagram and Snapchat. I don't even have Twitter because I just didn't get Twitter before. And when like when more people started getting it i was just like a lot of people are going to have or i'm going to spend too much time on twitter so like i don't need to get another social media um i just use instagram mostly because that's the first one i got and i don't feel the need to have other social medias if i already have one like most people have both so i can just talk to my friends who are on instagram and i don't need snapchat yeah, that's fair. I am so guilty of that, like, very Gen Z thing of, like, I have all the social medias. Well, not all of them, but I have, like, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and then I go through these phases of, like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to detox from this one platform, right? So, like, I'll delete Instagram and Snapchat, and I'll go into Twitter, and, like, I think I saw a tweet today that was, like, that's the equivalent of quitting smoking and drinking and then snorting cocaine, Right. So I think that sometimes like having multiple social medias, like just makes it harder to use them well. Yeah, because there's so many. It's like or when people start posting the same pictures on different social medias, 
like I think that's fine but it's also like yeah is that faux what, why is sorry what was that oh is that like a taboo thing I don't know <laughs> I didn't think so but I mean maybe some people think but I just feel like you know there's not a point to post like the same thing on different um like platforms okay that's fair yeah but um, I'm also I- not hating on people that do <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah. What is your overall relationship with social media like? Um um I think that my uh relationship like it's been mainly positive, but also like I got social media when I was pretty young. I was in 5th grade when I first got Instagram, so that's pretty young to get social media. But that's I just hilarious, kind of I have to say it. Oh, I have to say it's hilarious to go back and see, like, your posts from fifth and sixth grade. I know. <laughs> I know, and I have deleted some, and I'm like, I wish I did it because, like, I want to see those pictures again. But um, more recently, like, this year, I started having a lot more, like, body image issues. And so I unfollowed, like, all of the, like, really, like, attractive, like, you know, socially, like, the basic standard of attractive girls that I followed on Instagram and like just not seeing them all the time like made me not like be so self-conscious and think about my body so much so I'm glad that I did that because it's made my relationship with social media better in the past like months that's really really good you are a beautiful and amazing person (laughs) amen to that yes a women to that um I mean I didn't this is going to sound crazy, but I didn't get any social media. I had nothing but texting until last year, mainly because I didn't see the point in getting it. But now that I have it, I mean, I don't go, I go on it like maybe once a day and then stay off unless I have nothing else to do. I respect so, that. Yeah. I'm Me like, as I well. could, I could also be reading a book or writing an essay or doing my schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's a thing to distract you, but you feel like you it's kind of controlled. Yeah. I don't know. For me, like I've definitely had an on off relationship with it where like I'm a pretty social person. I love interacting with other people. And I think like at base level, right, like any form of social media just like triggers those like happy feelings in your brain. Um, but likewise, Luba, I think like Instagram is a space where like there's influencers who post about like their eating and exercise and like their, how beautiful their lives are. But honestly, something that really got to me personally was like just following other teenagers and seeing how glamorous their lives looked. And then almost like there's like this FOMO that happens when you're like, oh, like other teenagers that I know are. Um, like going to parties and looking cute all the time and hiking this mountain I want to hike and like living these amazing, glamorous, adventurous lives. Um, and I know that like I'm just seeing the best parts, but it was so hard to break out of that. Yeah, definitely. And like even with my friends, I would like have FOMO, like they'd be doing something and I would be like offended or something. But it's like I shouldn't I shouldn't be, you know, I do things with certain friends that I don't do with other friends. So. Yeah. I also think like the other half of it, right, is like you're kind of editing how you want other people to see you. Like to a degree, right? Like social media is like how you present to the outside world and it's your brand. Um and sometimes like I've gotten too into that. And so I I deleted um 
Instagram for like seven months. And that was a really good detox for me. And like, you don't realize. I also. Go ahead, Sophie. (laughs) You don't realize like how great it feels to be away Mm -hmm. from it. And like how it doesn't only positively impact your life, but also negatively does until you get away from it. Retweet. (laughs) Yeah, because like you were saying, Natalie, it's like those, like you get those like good feelings from going on social media, but then like sometimes, I don't know, I just really am like upset with myself that I spend so much time on social media when I could be doing something much better with my life. (laughs) So it's especially during this quarantine where it's just like really easy to just like lay around. It's been Mm. frustrating, Mm -hmm. but you know, you just got to motivate yourself. (laughs) Right. Like I feel uh, it's so easy to use up time, just like scrolling. And also like, it feels like such a bad use of my time. Yeah, definitely. So I definitely admire you, Sophie, for being able to go on like once a day. (laughs) I feel like it's probably just because I haven't had it. I've only had it for like a year, which is probably why I just, yeah, never had it. Uh, Luba, you mentioned a little bit about, like, unfollowing people that, like, I don't know, weren't helping your body image. Um, How do you guys decide, or, like, do you feel you can control what you see? And how do you do it? Um, I I feel like... I don't know if you've heard of it, but there's this thing called the Instagram algorithm. (laughs) I don't know if you guys have heard about it. Yeah, heard of it. But uh, if you beat the system, you can. Um, I don't know. I just, I follow a lot of, honestly, I follow a lot of just accounts that are like positive and they're centered around positive things. And then I follow them and my friends. So that's how I control what I see is just I follow the positive things, which means I see positive things when I go on Instagram. What does positive really mean good. to you? Um, for me, positive is like pro-feminism, pro-LGBTQ rights, and like, because they'll post just like, this is something, hey, look, this great thing happened. And I'll be like, yay, that great thing happened. My day just got better. Yeah, and- I, I know what you mean. Like, I follow some uh, accounts like about activism or something like that, something yeah. with climate change and when they post about things that are just like small improvements it like it's uplifting to like see that those things are happening and like it gets you a little bit out of the the bad news loop like I think activism especially like honestly like our armchair activism on like which is just like retweeting stuff or like reblogging stuff can be really defeating sometimes I think where you learn about all these injustices like recently there was tons of posts about like Ahmad Arbery um, where like lots and lots of stuff about injustice and you feel kind of powerless. Um, I think sometimes like social media, like, I don't know, I don't always love social media news. I do like the accounts that are intentionally like, I don't know, not, not to be a Planned Parenthood stand on our podcast, but, um, (laughs) no, like honestly, I love that the Planned Parenthood votes account just like, is like, here's a petition to sign. Here's a number to call. Here's what we need you to do. And it's like specific and manageable. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes it a lot more, or it makes it a lot easier for just like the regular public to be active as well. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah, ever like block people or mute people? Yes, all the time. Yeah, I, 
I definitely <laughs> have blocked some people. And just because I don't know, like, I accidentally added them and I didn't know who they were, or I've never really gotten like bullied online, I don't think. Not that I know of, at least, which I'm grateful for. But so, if you were saying how you follow like the uh, like accounts that you, make you happy and stuff, but I think because yeah. I have had social media for so long, I follow like I'm pretty sure like over a thousand people. And just because <laughs> I've had it for so long, I've acquired so many like I follow so many people, but I don't even know a lot of them. And it's just too much work to go through it. And that's why like I feel like maybe I to some extent can't control what I see because yeah. there's just so many people. I mean, I've had to block a couple people. Most of the time, the reason I block them is they're being mean to my friends. So mm. I block them and then report them. Because, like, you can't be mean to people. That's not okay. Like, it's not okay to be mean to people. So if one of my friends posts or, like, texts me, like, hey, I don't know if, like, you follow this person, but they were being, but they said some really mean stuff to me and they're making me feel bad. Can you, like help me like block them and get rid of and like report them and I'm like yeah totally I got your back like this person's being mean to you then I'm gonna do something about it (laughs) I really like that yeah and they also know that like you're someone who's pretty open about like your social and political beliefs on your account which I've always thought is super (laughs) cool um and also it's definitely something that like I don't know, something that I think about all the time because like like Luba, I don't feel like I have a ton of control at this point over who sees my content. Like I, I like to post like long personal stories about my life. Um, and occasionally like my grandmother will reference them. I'll be like, oh my God, my grandmother saw that. Um, <laughs> which is like, which is on me, right? Like I don't have a very tight net on who sees my stuff. Yeah. Um, Wait, your grandma has Instagram? My grandmother has Instagram just to follow me. which is really sweet and really cute and like i'm at the point in life where like so like the librarian at our school follows me um and so i have to like kind of edit i think it's a good reminder that i need to edit my my like my public image um but like it also is a reminder that like the me on instagram and twitter and snapchat is not actually the real me i've just like there's a rule that i have that's just don't swear in your posts and don't post like I don't know. Don't post like pornography and don't swear in your posts and you'll be okay. I feel like that's why Finstas like got so much hype and why so many people started getting Finstas was because they felt like their Instagrams were so public that they needed like a smaller one with like their closer friends that they could post more like I don't know, just things that you don't want everybody to see. Yeah. Right, so Val, but also, like, the idea of a Finsta is that, like, there's, I don't know, like, that there's, like, the, your fake Instagram, right, which is your big one, it's, like, your perfect life, and then Finsta is, like, this small Instagram that you let your people see your real self, and, like, I never got a Finsta, though, because I was, like, look, like, I know that no matter how small I make it, like, if I'm posting on social media, it'll always be, like, this constructed thing. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. so true. <laughs> And I mean, if you want to, if you want to post something that you just want your friends to see, that's why we have texting. <laughs> Honestly, when I didn't do social media for seven months, like what I would do is I would just be like, hey, I saw the sunset today and text it to like 20 people separately. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like those are simpler times, you know, you don't need to update like hundreds of people on your life, but only like the people that are a part of your life. Which is still true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is such a good discussion. I, keep, I, I just get absorbed in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you guys, I guess we kind of covered this. So we talked a little bit about how we decide what we see. Um, yeah. Do you, and Sophie talked about like guidelines for her posting, which is like no swearing, no porn. Um, I don't know. Do you, Luba um, do you, or Sophie, do either of you have like other things you think about when you post? Um, I, what I think about is I have a big thing about who sees it because my mother has threatened to follow me multiple times. And if she ever makes good on that threat, I don't want her to see anything bad. So I follow the, if your mom, if you wouldn't put it on your fridge, then don't put it on Instagram. Just, and I also don't have anything (laughs) bad to say or bad photos. So it's just, don't swear and you'll be fine. (laughs) Could you repeat what you said, Natalie? Yeah, I was wondering, like, what goes through your head before you post something? What are the considerations you think of? Well, yeah, my mom follows me, and, like, I have family that follows me. So, like, obviously nothing <laughs> inappropriate. Not th- I try not to post inappropriate things in the first place, but I don't know. Also, I, like, hate to admit this, but, like, <laughs> I, like, w- like, want to look good in my Instagram post, which is, like, goes along with Natalie saying, like, perf- like uh, like showing your perfect life because obviously like I don't look like how I look in my Instagram posts all the time so like I hate to admit that but it's like I do want to look good which is like I don't know it's a, like a hard cycle I guess that is so real no like definitely I think for me like it's less than worried about like our school librarian my grandmother and um, my friend's dad judging me it's that like when I post an Instagram post, it's like, am I doing something that is cool? But like, not only cool, but like the brand I want to have, right? So like, I went skiing recently, and I posted about it. And like, all the things that ran through my head were like, oh, like, does this picture look good? Like, what will people think about the fact that I'm skiing? Am I appropriately far away from all people in these photos? Um, yeah, you know, to encourage <laughs> social distancing. That's the um, big thing. Mm-hmm. That's so real. Right. And then like the other half I have is that I also kind of hate, like I hate that I'm trying to make my life look perfect to other people because I know how that impacts other people's mental health. And so then like I'll post beautiful photos and I'll be like, oh, I'll do like a super vulnerable caption. Um, or like I have a few posts on there, right, where I like talked about like how I felt about like the Brett Kavanaugh nomination to the Supreme Court. Or like um, I'll be like, oh yeah, like I'm super sunburned and in pain. And like, it's weird because I'm trying to maintain this thing of like, I want to actually connect with people and be vulnerable. And also it's so weird to do that when 700 people follow you. Yeah. I completely agree with everything you just said. Yeah. I like I have those feel same feelings. <laughs> the social distancing thing is a big thing. Like if you post pictures of your friends, I have to like, can't be any closer than six feet because then people won't think I'm social distancing and then other people won't social distance and that's not good. Right. My pet peeve is that honestly, it's very easy not to post something. 
And so I'm like, okay, look, this photo of you hugging your friends, you could have just not posted that. Like right now, we need to promote good public health messages. But, yeah. And also, like, you saying that we, like, don't have to post very often, that, like, made me think about how, um, like, I used to post much more frequently on my Instagram, but I'm pretty sure, like, the last time I posted something was in October, because I just don't, like, I don't know, I feel like because it's harder to, not necessarily because it's harder for me to connect with people, like, I don't think that's exactly the reason, but along those lines, I just don't post as often. I don't like I don't it's hard to explain what I'm trying to say but no I think that's real like a lot of people as they get older engage less frequently yeah or like for me it started turning into this thing where like um when I was in middle school I'd be like look at this cool eraser I made or (laughs) um I like had this weird thing where I was like I'm not like other girls I don't post selfies and so I'd be like this is some chalk (laughs) art Um, But now it's like, I'm like, only big life events go on my feed because my feed is important and curated, (laughs) which is also stupid, but yeah. Yeah, sometimes I just wish social media didn't exist because it just causes all these like little problems that don't seem like they're that big. But then when everybody is experiencing them, it's like they are. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. This it does is so, have an yeah. effect. <laughs> this is so great, and I actually do want to return to the social media good or bad question. Uh, but first, let's answer some questions from our listeners. Okay. Yeah. Um, and just for context, these are anonymous questions. People DM us, email us at anchorageteencouncil at gmail.com or submit anonymously through the link in our Instagram bio. Haha, <laughs> social media. Um, and also, we draw from questions that we've heard from real middle schoolers when we're cl- teaching in classrooms. Okay, Uh, so our first question is from Eva, and she writes, I was talking to someone through Snap, and they randomly sent me a nude. I don't even like them. How the bleep am I supposed to respond to that? The first thing I want to say is just, like, empathy for, like, unsolicited nudes are not cool. Um, And, like, honestly can be, like, kind of traumatic and unpleasant. And so, like, so much empathy, Eva, for the situation. I feel, not to make it gendered, but I do feel like this is something that happens uh, with people with penises a lot, too. Like, unsolicited dick pics. Not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the big thing that, like, I feel like we should talk about is just kind of the legality of nudes for people under 18. Huh. That's illegal. Yeah. So, in the state of Alaska, if someone sends a nude or anything that could be considered child pornography to someone who's under 18 they could be charged with possession of child pornography. And then you go to jail, and that's not good. Yeah, probably not the desired outcome. <laughs> Would you have anything to say? Um, I'm still trying to pull up the doc. Oh, yeah. but... I, was, I mean, I would say, like, big yeses are, like, block them. Um. Just, like, you don't need that in your in your life, right? Um, you don't even have to respond. You can also just block that person if you feel able to, right? You could say, like, that's not okay. That's illegal. Um, and then kind of the big no is, like, don't distribute that image, even if you think it's, like, part of a, like, 
I don't know. I've seen lots of like viral stuff that's like, oh, like this guy sent me a dick pic and I post it all over the school. Don't do that. That no, is also no bad. No one wants to see that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like you guys covered that pretty well. I don't have much to add to it. I think that she asks, how am I supposed to respond to that? And I think that if you feel confident enough to respond and say that that's wrong or illegal or whatever, you can do that. Or also just blocking them. Or you can do both. (laughs) Exactly. Good advice. I like that. Next question? Um, From Anonymous. Uh, Someone I know, but not very well, they're just in my classes, tweets depressing stuff all the time. Some of the examples included kill me now and I don't want to wake up tomorrow and I don't know really I don't really know what to do. How do you guys think we this could is help? so hard. That got yeah. real quick. I mean, just as the sole Twitter user on the call, um, I think there's this really real thing, which is that there's like almost a depression culture on Twitter for sure, and in some social medias too, right? Like I think a lot of people's like smaller Finsta Instagrams. Um, it's a space where people feel able to share what's going on in their life. And so, like, I'm glad they're talking about, like, what's, like, a sign of poor mental health, right? Like, lots of changers have bad mental health. Lots of us feel, like, uh, feel the effects of depression or, like, feel suicidal ideation. And also, like, I feel like tweeting about it or posting on social media, like, often just, like, the response from other people isn't productive. Yeah, I agree. Because I think that people say, like, they're sorry or, like, that you can talk to them if you want. But usually those people are, like, not very close. Like, this anonymous person is saying that they they don't know this person very well, but they want to help. But I think that usually when, like, something that you're talking about, something serious like that, it's more difficult to talk to somebody you aren't very close with. I mean... So when you're posting it on online not that that's like a bad thing to post that online I think it's uh more difficult for like other people to help you even Um, though it's like a good thing that you're reaching out right like better than suffering in silence check in be like hey are you okay and if they're just like they're like if they just say no I'm not okay just be like hey here's a list of resources if you need to go to someone and talk about it here you go <laughs> yeah you know i will say there is such a fine line between like being a like you never want to be someone's online therapist as like an no. unlicensed teenager but what i do and that like i honestly feel really good about is like when people um post like sad or like stuff that indicates poor mental health on social media i like dm them or screenshot and text them and i say hey like, I care about you. Um, I know we're not very close, but sometimes it's easier to talk to people you don't know well. And yeah. I'm happy to listen. Like, what's up? How are you doing? Yeah. And then, like, that might turn into a conversation about, like, right? Like, so, like, if you have, like, for, like, I have, like, suicide intervention training, right? So, like, that might turn into a conversation about, like, calling a care line or talking to a teacher or talking to parents. But really, like, just, like, connecting with that person and then getting it off social media. Yeah, I think, um, like, individually, like, trying to individually go to that person 
is like probably the most helpful way rather than it continuing mm -hmm. like um making it public i guess yeah because yeah. i don't know sometimes it almost feels like a little performative too i think that's like what you were saying natalie like the like depression cultures type thing like yeah. on twitter like people are feeling sad but then they automatically go to that they're depressed like there's a difference you know between yeah. being sad and depressed yeah you know and almost what i mean by that is more that like experiencing like sadness and like different levels of depression is literally so normalized around teenagers like like right like it's weird because like it's really normal to talk about it in unproductive ways and it's really unusual to actually like go to therapy or actually like talk to your parents or a helpful adult yeah, yeah. but like also recently i have been noticing more things just like people post things that they have like talked about with their therapist which is like i feel like something like like two years ago, I don't think I would have ever seen that on like people on my timeline. So, I mean, but people are being more open about it now, and that means society's changing in a better way and making things more acceptable. Yes, I'm so <laughs> pro people talking about mental health, like yes, in a in an open way. And I also think there's a difference between like like I love going to therapy and here's how it helps me versus like I hate math, kill me now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that was such a good answer for a very hard question. Thank you, Anonymous, too, for writing in. Um, Luba, why don't you read the next one? Okay. From Alex, how do you deal with people who have political views you disagree with? That is difficult, I think, because when, <laughs> when you're talking to people whose you know, political views differ from yours, I feel like it can be very frustrating and angering. And it's uh, sometimes when people are saying things that you just feel are like unjust or it's just really difficult to like compose yourself, keep yourself together and like, or try and create an argument that is uh, like valid or worthy. Um, right. I love that Alex wrote in about this giant question. Uh, Right, like, this is a giant question that, like, I feel like I'm figuring out in life and, like, all of America is figuring out right now. <laughs> and then also, like, we're, we're trying to, to come up with guidelines for social media, which we've already established is so flawed. And, like, I, for me, it's, like, I feel like all the problems with dealing with people who you disagree with in real life are magnified on social media, right? So it's harder yeah. to empathize. Miscommunication is easier. You're usually talking over text. You can't hear tone. Um, there's almost like this thing of like ganging up on each other too. Oh yeah. If you want to say something, then just politely say like, I don't think that's right. Like you can just ask for their reasoning behind it too. Like, why do you believe this? Which I've done lots of times. And you just say, why do you believe this? And it's like, oh, this is your reasoning. Your reasoning is invalid. But you don't tell them the reasoning is invalid. And you just like, and if, you don't want to just don't engage and learn to accept that people have different views than you do and we don't all think the same thing yeah and i i like what you were saying also natalie about how like you can't tell like people's tone and so it just like people will be arguing in like comment sections sometimes and it's just like i feel like it's so pointless sometimes because I just, I don't even understand what they're arguing about. Sometimes you yeah. have to go up, like, so far. It's like, 
I feel like it's not worth it, especially when it's someone you don't know. Like, it's good to, like, learn about different opinions and potentially, like, you know, discuss different opinions with people. But I just feel like that's a a difficult thing to do on social media. And I mean, there's also a difference between discussing and arguing. Yeah, okay, I'm so with both of you. (laughs) I love hearing other perspectives. I love discussions. I do not think social media is the place to try to change people's minds. It's not. (laughs) Like, honestly, Sophie, like, I hear your advice where if there's someone who you disagree with on social media, like, maybe engage with them in real life if you really want to. Um, Like, right, like, I try to have an open mind when it comes to politics. But also, like, the meaningful conversations I have don't come from, like, following people I disagree with. It comes from knowing them in real life. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think there's someone, like, you know, I think there's lots of variations to, like, political views you disagree with. But, like, for me, like, I have chosen not to follow people who express, like, homophobic or sexist views. Oh, yeah. Um, Not because I don't believe their minds can be changed, but because I don't think me following them on Instagram and feeling angry is going to change it. Yeah, totally. It makes you feel not as great about yourself, and you don't want that. Yeah. I mean, I think the other half of that is something that I think I I really like when people do is, right, when, like, those people who have posted homophobic or sexist things, when people in the comments, not necessarily arguing with them, but just standing up for the people they're speaking out against, right? So, like, someone posted something that was really, um, like, anti-immigrant, and a friend of mine said, like, um. look, like, I don't share these views, and I think that's disrespectful. Um And I think that, like, sometimes you stand up to someone who has political views you disagree with or that harm other people, not to argue with that person, but to stand up for all people who are watching it and feeling less good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, like, when you see somebody else standing up for you as well, I feel like that can be empowering for yourself, too. So that's why I think it's important. Well said. Um, I'm going to move on to the next question, if that's okay with everyone. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, Anonymous. I posted a group picture on my Insta and one of my friends said she doesn't look good and doesn't like the picture. Do I have to take it down? Um, I don't think you have to take it down unless your friend asks you to take it down. But like, if you want to take it down, take it down. But you don't have to unless your friend directly asks you, hey, can you please take this picture down? I don't like it and I don't want it up. I don't know, small disagree, though. Like, I sometimes feel like posting pictures of other people, like, is a good way to practice consent, right? So I think the ideal, right, is, like, you ask your friends, can I post this before you post it? Yeah, I agree. I do that, um, my friends, and it's like, hey, I have a group picture of us at, like, so-and-so's birthday party. Is it chill if I post this? I think that's an important thing to do, Um I actually remember this one time when I was like in seventh grade or something like that. And I had like a similar situation, but like my friend was going to post the picture, but I like didn't like how I looked in that picture. And I was like asking her not to post it, but like she didn't want to not to post it. And that made me like, you know, kind of rude. Yeah. Like I didn't (laughs) like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think she did the right thing because like I was upset and like, I didn't like the way I looked in that picture. So you know, it's important to, like, make sure, especially when you're using, like, other people in your posts to make sure that, like, 
they are okay with what's happening. Okay. Also, disclaimer about this. That's my opinion. I haven't ever had something like this happen to me before. So I don't have experience with that happening. And I also think it really depends on the situation. Like, maybe your friend is saying they don't like how they look, but maybe it's, like, not that big of a deal to them. Like, maybe they're just, like, voicing that, but really they don't care. So I think it's important also to, like, ask your friends, like, would you like me to take this down and things like that, rather than just, like, straight up taking it down just because they said they didn't like how they look. Yeah, do you want me to? (laughs) Oh, my God, yes. We're arriving at the conclusion that clear communication is good. Yes. Yes. I'm such a hoe for communication. (laughs) Me as well. (laughs) Um, Okay. I feel like we covered... Well, actually, no, this last one's really interesting. Um, So Andy writes in and says, I feel like the version of me on Instagram isn't the real me, and I'm tired of pretending to have a perfect life to impress my friends. How do I make my life feel real? That is a difficult situation because i feel like that's a mindset that people have that you have to break out of i agree i know i have so much empathy too right because like i think i'm like i think i'm a pretty like self-reflective user of social media and i also feel that so hard um i don't know like andy i would literally say like just delete instagram for like a month two (laughs) months see how you feel i think it's important to find yourself figure out who you are when you're not like know yourself performing for other people exactly yeah i respect you so it much does. sophie you seem to have like a really healthy relationship with it yeah me too. i feel like it's just because I, I went on it later than everyone else did but you know maybe that was to your benefit <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was I like didn't... pretty young like a fifth grader you're like pretty young in fifth grade i didn't have a phone until like that i could put apps on until the end of eighth grade I don't know. Also, right, like in middle school and late elementary school, like literally your brain is so flexible and has so much neuroplasticity. And then like, what are we doing to kids by giving them exactly. social media? Like, are we rewiring <laughs> them weird? Yeah. Like, um, there's like, this- I have changed oh, a ahead. lot. <laughs> like my kids aren't getting social media until eighth grade. Probably because smart. That, that's when I, like eighth and ninth, the summer of ninth eighth grade is when I got it like the summer after eighth grade so that's when I got it and that's when my kids are getting it because then I think it's an appropriate time yeah um I remember hearing this thing which is like in the old days if you wanted to put something on tv it had to pass the censors and all these big companies and there were government rules (laughs) but now if you want to rewire the brain chemistry of an entire generation it's like five guys in silicon valley here take this phone and this app and have fun yeah. It's, like, literally so easy because anybody can put anything they want. Yep. Um, okay, moving on to debrief. If Are we good to debrief a bit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like a good, like, we've been talking, like, how social media sucks, right? And I love that conversation. And yeah. also, like, are there good ways to use social media and we use it to support other people online? Yes. How? For sure. Though people use social media with like beautiful pictures and that can make you feel bad social media is also a place where you can promote things like you can promote hey there's this climate mark this climate march going on here's when it is 
and you can put that on your social media and show people it and help promote good things. That's true. I love like organizing protests on Facebook or Instagram. Like great tools for that, honestly. So I feel like it's not a terrible place. I think of it as like social interaction can be good and bad. Yeah. And social media makes it way easier to do just the bad stuff. And you have to make, like, I also think you have to make really, really intentional choices for social media to be a good place for you um, and a good place for everyone. But, like, you can be a better citizen by, like, some things think I think are really important. Post. Think about what you post. Think about what you see. Um, but also, like, don't be passive, right? Like, for me, like, I feel yeah. best when I'm not just scrolling, but I'm, like, mm-hmm. DMing people. I'm reaching out. I'm actually, like, engaging really heavily and mostly with the people I actually care about. I mean, really, whenever I comment, it's just, like, it's, like, if it's a picture of them, it's, like, it looks like you're having so much fun, you look great in this picture. Yeah, like, uplifting <laughs> things. Yeah, but then if someone posts, like, hey, this thing happened, and it's, like, not fair, I'll be, like, I'll, and they haven't put a reason, I'll be, like, oh, and, like, I'll be, like, oh, okay, how do I fix this? So be nice to people. Be nice to people. Good takeaway, always. Treat others with kindness. Uh, I think that's where I want, I think that's the note I want to end this on. Any last words from either of you? No, I don't have anything in specific. I'm just saying, like, you know, there's so many things to talk about social media that yeah. it's like a never-ending conversation. <laughs> oh my God, that's so, so new real. and it's social so media effective. Part two. <laughs> yes. To to our listeners, I'm sure our many listeners, uh, just like start this conversation with your friends. Ask them what they think. Because I like yeah. I love having a social media conversation just like with different people. And I don't know. It's not something you're ever done with, I think. Yeah. And it's not something I even ever had conversations about until like recently. So, you know, the more you talk about it, the better. Communication is key. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> communication it's key people say it's key in relationships but it's key in everything exactly not just relationships and everything yeah this society (laughs) most problems are communication problems the cold war communication i have a few last words drink water eat nutritious food get good sleep and take care of yourself always i love that and (laughs) others take care of yourself and others yes okay Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Teen Talk Sex, Ed. Remember to submit any questions to anchorageteencouncil at gmail.com, DM us on Instagram, or harness your carrier pigeon. Let's talk about sex, Ed, baby. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for, thanks for calling. Bye.